0: Hello, guys. Hello. It's Kawhi Cast time.
1: I don't know if I like that as an intro, but I'm Candace. I don't
0: like it either. I'm not going to do that ever again. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, but I'm Candace. I'm I'm Tyler.
1: (laughs) Welcome to today's episode. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Good news, you guys. The Twitter fiasco is over.
0: (laughs) Finally. I finally scared him (laughs) off. (laughs) All all, all it took was threatening him with his life.
1: Don't you dare slide into my DMs again, you <laughs> punk.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, on to Animu news. Uh, I've got a couple things. Uh, as we all know, or should know, the final Evangelion film came out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first day, opening day, it broke IMAX records. And now it has... Uh... Let me find it again. I kind of passed it up (laughs) (laughs) and now it has earned as of today um monday it has earned 3.3 billion yen in the first weekend i'm not surprised so i'm i'm not surprised uh that is more than the first film made in its entire run Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a big deal it's kind of neat
1: yeah
0: yeah and then anything else? Any any you thing you got? Uh, so you got half news. Yeah, I
1: kind of have half news. This will be full news by Friday, when the episode comes out. But as of the moment we're recording, which is the Ides of March, uh, there was an announcement that there's going to be an announcement.
0: There's going to be an announcement. I, I just imagine this is like. Uh, that episode of Futurama where Hermes is like, oh boy, a letter from the central bureaucracy. Opens it up. Oh, I'm about to get a letter from the central bureaucracy. (laughs) That's
1: literally what it's like.
0: Opens up the next letter. Oh my gosh, it's from the central bureaucracy. This
1: is literally what it's like to be a Token Rambu fan. (laughs) Anyway. So there's going to be an announcement on the 16th tomorrow for us. Uh, about when we're getting the release date for the Kimitsu no Yaiba movie.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're right, that was half news. Yeah
1: that's also what it's like to be a persona fan because I swear to God being a persona fan it's just like Atlas just dropped information. They're going to drop information two months from tomorrow. <laughs> There's a leak that they're going to be announcing an announcement this week
0: <laughs> new new atlas info dropped
1: yeah literally being an atlas fan is a nightmare you guys
0: <laughs> oh oh that's great
1: why does everything i love just do that to me i'm in a toxic relationship
0: uh, you, guys. You, you clearly are <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway you had something else uh
0: yeah one one last uh, bit of news uh acclaimed animator yasuo otsuka passed away at 89 um, he's he's known for, he's worked on Lupin the uh, Third, Future Boy Conan, uh, Horace, Prince of the Sun, and more. So, little sad. I don't believe it was from COVID. Yeah. He's just it was 89 years old. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> old, okay?
1: <laughs> Had a good, uh, fulfilling life in his career.
0: So. Mm-hmm. So, so, there we go. Yeah. A little bit of sad news mixed in. A little
1: bit of sad news mixed in. With the half news. I'm glad the half news went first, because that...
0: That was a downer.
1: <laughs> well, I, I just don't know how you follow up that.
0: Like, That's true. Like,
1: on a lighter note, <laughs> Oofa Table might be telling us what's going on tomorrow.
0: <laughs> In the other news, we go now to the Puppy Mutant Park.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode though. So if you guys listened to the last week's episode, I informed you that this last week, this week, and next week, we're going to be covering our top three animes of this season. Just animes I really want to talk about because they're absolutely fantastic. No particular order. I don't know if like, aside from next week's, I don't really rank any of these in a specific order. But this is one that I just feel like I could recommend to like almost anybody. For a lot of good reasons, and it's just absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about it last week, but I was like, let's hold off a week, because I feel like next episode, something big's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and I was kind of right, it was a recap episode.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't even bother watching the recap, yeah. I just, I just I was let so, it play. I was, I was so like, suspicious mm-hmm.
1: when I was like, 9.5, What? And then I started watching, I'm like, oh my god, it's a recap episode, mm-hmm. isn't it? And then I start skipping through the episodes, I'm like, it's a recap look, episode. Look,
0: why the fuck are we doing recaps? So at with what was it? <laughs> Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland was, like, was the episode that was, three. That was like three episodes in. Yeah. And then now this, nine episodes in, we don't need a recap. Yeah. Come on. We had a
1: recap episode <sighs> for my favorite anime last week too, so it's been. We're looking a lot of recap episodes.
0: Recap episodes are bullshit. Okay. So
1: my theory on why this show and my other favorite show though got recap episodes these last two weeks is because Japan was devastated by an earthquake, like less than a month ago.
0: Yes. And uh, that that is a reason that the the most recent episode, well. The- Last week's episode of Attack on Titan was delayed.
1: Yes. So, a lot of animators are just kind of scrambling to get their life together right now. And I think it's much easier to have a small group of editors put together a recap episode than it is to have an entire team of animators in the studio trying to create a new episode. Yeah. So... That's my theory. There's been no confirmation on why we've been getting so many recaps, but the fact that these recap episodes have been listed as like 8.5 or 9.5 as opposed to episode 8 or episode 9, it just kind of gives me that assurance that these weren't planned. Yeah. So, uh, but let's go ahead and talk about what anime we're talking about if you guys haven't figured it out already. And that is Skate the Infinity. Skate
0: the Infinity.
1: One that I am genuinely surprised that Tyler is actually enjoying. Because I kind of forced you to watch the first episode. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'll get him to watch one episode. So that way we could talk about it on the podcast. He probably won't continue watching it on his own. And then I think it was like three weeks later... I was just like, so I've been watching *Skate the Infinity*. And I'm like, yeah, no, I've been enjoying it. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> you what? <laughs> like, who are you? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Look, look. Here's the deal. I give it a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not gonna deny this. <laughs> and I give you a lot of crap because you know it, it has a lot of cliches and they they're they're kind of <laughs> stupid. But I am actually genuinely enjoying it. <laughs>
1: yeah and i do want to talk about a lot of the cliches and a lot of the stuff that you have to give me crap for but i lured you in with the pet fox <laughs> uh-uh. and you stuck around
0: pet fox will get me every time it's
1: true he's only been in like two episodes so
0: yeah but that
1: is my first critique of this show is it needs more fox it does because that freaking fox is so cute Mm-hmm. And I love that he just, he doesn't discriminate against anybody. He will bite everyone. Yes. Except the little kid.
0: I, uh, Yeah, the one person who deserves it the most.
1: He's not that bad. <laughs> he's a brat, but so is, like, every other 12-year-old kid, all right?
0: <laughs> he's exceptionally bratty. Yeah. Come on. He's a
1: 12-year-old that became famous. Like, of course he's a brat.
0: Uh, uh, I Yes, that's fair. His
1: parents let him wear cat hoodies and go out in like, the middle of the night, all right? Like...
0: <laughs> Do they let him or does he just go anyways? Do you
1: really think that he's, like, sneaky enough to, like hide that from his parents. He's His parents are just like, we don't know where he is. We don't know what he's doing with his life, but Look, he's on TV. So that's the same thing as
0: watching our child. He's on TV. He's going to make it to the Olympics. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. He's going somewhere in life. Of
1: course we're watching our kid. He's on the television right now.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean this is pre-recorded? Yeah. It was parenting 101. Also, like, you kinda get the vibe that his parents are just kind of clueless. Like not necessarily bad parents, just kinda clueless parents, when they're just like, oh, the media wanted photos of you when you were younger, so here's this cute photo of you and your best friend. We haven't seen him for a while. We wonder what's going on with Gee, him. I
0: wonder what happened <laughs> with that kid. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Clearly, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, clearly you guys are still best friends.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly how it goes down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's one of the things i really like about this show is that we don't get too many of those like we're gonna dive deep into every single side character's backstory but then when we do get a little bit of backstory for them it just it kind of feels like a nice break from the main narrative and it's definitely cliche as hell i would say that the pacing of this show resembles that of a card game anime
0: yeah way um, more
1: than a sports anime
0: so so this uh it's, its format to me is is very much like uh, what is it like, Bakugo? The the spinny top toys where you
1: you mean Bakuman?
0: Bakuman, whatever.
1: Yeah, and I know it's not Bakugo. Bakugo is the kid from My Hero Academia.
0: Something. It's it's the stupid rip toy tops where yeah. where you 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 spin it and they they fight in an arena, but like. There's, there's, you know, like... You, you that's get the Beyblade. Beyblade, that's it. <laughs> I knew what I meant. I just didn't mean what...
1: We went from Bakugo to Bakumen to Bakuman I, to Beyblade.
0: <laughs> I, I knew what I meant. I didn't mean what I said. <laughs> Beyblade. I knew it started with a B, so suck that. Yeah.
1: I, well, considering these are Japanese names, do they start with the same, like, character, though?
0: maybe <laughs> <laughs> anyways it's it's very much like the fucking beyblade you know yeah. where it's this cheesy little toy they fight in an arena but like the anime makes it seem super epic mm-hmm. you know where there's like the dragons coming up out of the 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 tops and they fight you know and <laughs> it's kind of the same thing where it's like okay there's no fucking way Anyone is going to be able to pull off that kind of trick on a goddamn skateboard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's just, it's so over the top.
1: Yeah. Which I really, really like about it. Like, a lot of sports anime tend to do that, especially some of the older sports anime, like Prince of Tennis, where somebody had a serve that was, like, so killer, it, like, made the dinosaurs go extinct. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I have I have a serve so killer it breaks the sound barrier. No,
1: it literally made the dinosaurs go extinct. I'm not even making that up. <sighs> anime. But, <laughs> but we started to get a little bit more like away from like the power moves and the things that you're supposed to take literally in sports anime and it's become far more metaphorical mostly because of the rise of shows like Haikyuu where yeah we know that there's not actually feathers coming out of their arms but we're imagining it because that's how they feel like everything that they're doing is more about just what they feel on the court more so than the literal things that are happening the literal things that are happening are just kind of like well that would only be interesting to a sports fan (laughs) and that's really more of what sports anime has become lately it's less of these kids are moving at 100 miles per hour or more just like they feel like they're moving 100 miles an hour.
0: <laughs> All that adrenaline slows your time down for you.
1: Yeah, and I it think...
0: It kind of does, honestly. Yeah, like... <laughs> which is
1: why people have related to it so well. It's it's not a literal in power, it's just when your head is in the game like that, you everything feels superhuman to you. And I think... Q and Run with the Wind are the two series that I think have explained that the best and have shown that the best. And they're both Studio IG and there was the same staff, so it makes sense. But because of that, a lot of other sport writers are just kind of like, we want to do what they did. <laughs> we want to capture that Haikyuu spirit. And you kind of get that a little bit with uh, this season's volleyball anime, uh, Sayin' Hai, but... I've kind of dropped the show, not because I thought it was bad, but because, like, I kind of forgot to watch an episode one week, and I thought, do I really want to watch two episodes of this this week? And I didn't. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's, that's a mood.
1: But Skate the Infinity really goes back to, like, the sports anime roots, where everything is supposed to be taken literally. There's some things that you realize are more exaggerations, such as the one character, Adam, being able to literally skate uphill, which is not what he's actually doing. It just looks like that to his opponent because of the way he's standing. But that's still literally what's happening in the scene. Like, nothing about that scene is just, like, the people's emotions, because even the bystanders that are just watching on their phones or just sitting around, are all seeing the exact same thing, and everybody's reporting the exact same thing. So this is not a metaphor. It is, like, when Joe kicks the freaking steel beam with the skateboard, he literally kicked the steel beam with the skateboard.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's one way to break your legs. Yeah. <laughs> any, any normal human being.
1: Yeah, so... A lot of this stuff is just like, okay, literally do not try this shit at home. You will die. But we're kind of given this impression that these are not ordinary skaters. These are not ordinary athletes. These are all kids with or even adults in some cases that have some level of super ability to skateboard on a level that is illegal.
0: Yeah, uh and I think that's why a lot of people seem to find uh Recky so relatable. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, he's just a normal guy. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he, he's he's the normal one out of this entire group of like super human, you know, half machine skating monsters, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's kind of the Joey Wheeler here of this group because You have have the people like Yugi who just could use his freaking mind powers to draw the perfect card every single time, but-
0: Fucking cheating-ass Yugi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or Kaiba who just pays people to make his deck better than everybody else's, and has a blue-eyes white dragon jet, and his own theme song, and literally start an entire card tournament in space, and the entire economy of this entire world takes place around a card game. Yeah. But then you have Joey, who's just like, yeah, these are pretty cool. <laughs> these,
0: are, these are pretty cool. I got baby dragon.
1: Yeah,
0: baby dragon. <laughs> now, now watch as I mix time, wizard.
1: <laughs> Kill my red eyes.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So- <laughs> I, I miss you, Gil. To be honest. I miss Yu-Gi-Oh, it's so cheesy, but it's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and that's very much how I'm feeling about this series. I feel like this is, like, the generation that grew up on those cheesy Saturday morning shonens that definitely would not be as successful in the anime realm today as they were back then, but they were what we had to watch. Yeah. Uh, Skate the Infinity is, like, catering to that group, but feels more like a grown-up sports anime. It takes the best of both worlds. So,
0: and... so really, uh, it, it <laughs> the creators, I feel like they they knew that they were catering to the the generation that grew up <clears throat> with like, you know, Yu Gi Oh! And, and that, mm-hmm. but also grew up with Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah. And, and so they're just kind of like, you know what would be cool?
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're also catering to the people that really want to see Yugi and Kaiba Kiss, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right? Like, <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you kind of get those archetypes from these characters. You have, like, the ordinary high school students that got into this because they. They just thought it would be fun and it'd be enjoyable. You have the like kids that are absolutely like dedicated to this, like their futures depending on this. You have the characters that are like the veterans and then you have the flamboyant villain who really likes the color red and has a lot of money and nobody questions his hobbies.
0: Wait, are we talking about Pegasus or Kaiba here?
1: Uh, Pegasus and Adam.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was just, just, just Kaiba wanted, doesn't like just, red. Just wanted to be sure that we were talking about Pegasus.
1: Kaiba's also not flamboyant, alright? He knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> Fair. Kaiba's your edgy teenager, really. He
1: really is, oh my god. <laughs> The difference is that he's an edgy teenager with money who pays people to like the same things he does.
0: Shut up, Joey Wheeler. I have money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, anytime Joey's just like, hey, Kaiba, I think you're not really that bad. You should really join our circle of friends. He's like, circle of friends? I don't need that. I'm rich.
0: (laughs) I don't need friends. I have three blue-eyes white dragons.
1: (laughs) Heart of the cards. Huh.
0: Who needs a heart of the cards when I can uh, just pay people to give me the cards I need?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, the issues that happen in uh, Skate Infinity feel a little bit more grounded in reality than the rich man stole my brother's soul and I need to get it back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but in this instance, I am 90% (laughs) sure the rich man would steal souls. (laughs)
1: What a coincidence. The rich man also stole my grandpa's soul. Let's work together. I don't need to work with you. Brother is cooler than your grandpa. God. And I have money.
0: Right? <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah. Escape the infinity. We only have one rich douche to worry about. Actually... We kind of have two. I'm pretty sure Cherry is rich.
0: Cherry has got to be absolutely loaded. He's
1: actually a celebrity, so... He
0: has to be loaded. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So... So we do have two rich assholes. Mm Mm-hmm. Except these rich assholes were friends with each other at one point.
0: Uh...
1: Seemed a little closer than friends, too.
0: Well, Adam was close with... He he wants to be close with everyone.
1: Yeah, well, that's not true. He wants to be close with one specific person.
0: Uh, I mean, he did have his one line where he's like, oh, I'm in love with everyone I skate with.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't want to skate with anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, like, the, he constantly points out that he does not enjoy skating with other people. Like... He's very choosy about who he skates with, and if he skates with somebody new, it's because he's like, ooh, are you going to be the one? You know? He's creepy.
0: <sighs> he's absolutely creepy.
1: Yeah, one thing the show really pulls off well is the cartoonish villain. He definitely gives me Pegasus vibes, especially his obsession with children.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a rich asshole. I'm gonna go after... That high school boy. Mm. Yup. Yeah. (laughs) Yup. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He's also a member of the Diet?
0: Uh, Yeah. So he's
1: a politician? So so
0: anyone who's played... Persona Five knows that's a politician thing. Anybody
1: who knows anything about Japanese politics knows that that's a politician. Yeah, you don't need to play Persona to look up information. Okay, but about how
0: Japan. many English speakers here know much are in Japanese politics?
1: Persona Five made up the Japanese government. You it guys. did, guys.
0: Come on.
1: <laughs> the Japanese government was established when Persona Five came out.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Before and is... before then it was just samurais running rampant, <laughs> killing each other and disemboweling. That might themselves. be the most
1: racist thing you've ever said in the podcast. Probably. We apologize.
0: It's all meant as a joke. We apologize. But yes, we apologize.
1: <laughs> he didn't think about it. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he's <laughs> a diet member. And he is he was a childhood victim of abuse. Mm-hmm from his crazy ass ants.
0: Yes, Uh, it doesn't excuse his assholery, but...
1: No, it absolutely doesn't. Uh, It it
0: does explain it a little.
1: His story is a bit convoluted at this point, which is really my biggest complaint about this show. This is the one reason that this show isn't in my number one spot for this season, because Adam just kind of ruins the show, in my opinion. I'm okay with a cartoonish villain I'm even okay with the most disliked character being a bit of a creep around high schoolers because you're supposed to dislike him. Yes. And definitely, like, using his position of power to try to manipulate children is a very, very dislikable thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And associating abuse with love is also extremely dislikable. My issue is is that nobody's perspective of Adam seems to be consistent, including his own. He has his, like, assistant, who is now his scapegoat for all of his problems, who sees him as, like, this great person that he genuinely cares about and was, like, his childhood friend and that he knows better than anybody else in the world and he just knows that this isn't the real Adam. But we're like, okay, but but clearly this is the real Adam.
0: He, he he's literally putting on the mask so he can hide his assholery behind his anonymity. Just like the internet.
1: Yeah, and then you have like Cherry and Joe's perspective of like what Adam was like in the past where Adam was a lot like them just trying to, you know, use the night as an escape for your own reality being a different person in the day than you are when people aren't looking at you and the whole, like, concept of, like, skateboarding being this rebellious thing ties a lot into those themes. And I actually really liked that. I liked the idea that, you know, they're businessmen by day and, like, rebels by night. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of enjoyable. And that's really how Cherry sees Adam. He's still like that. He's he's a diet member in the day and he's a matador at night, you know? And it's it's supposed to be fun. And... You know, whatever, because Cherry also is a famous celebrity
0: during the day. Yeah, famous
1: celebrity who does calligraphy during the day and has his own tech company, and he's a tech wielding samurai at night.
0: Okay, so so the mask explains Adam. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck doesn't everyone know who Cherry is? Right? Like (laughs) like, he doesn't put on a mask. I guess he he does. He has has his face mask, huh?
1: But yeah, it still seems like it should be really obvious with Cherry, especially with Carla. Yeah. And then Joe is Joe in the day and Joe at
0: night. <laughs> Joe is... Well, he's Joe. He's
1: Joe. Uh, he's he's a restaurant owner in the day who apparently doesn't know how much ramen costs.
0: <laughs> does... Does... No, I guess he doesn't want to run a ramen shop, huh? Yeah, it's just a there's, restaurant. There's
1: one episode where he's uh, eating ramen with the other two and then he's like, "I got this, you guys." I, I got this guys. And he and puts then money puts, down.
0: Puts down a dollar fifty.
1: Yeah. And everybody, and they're like, "That's not enough to cover any of this." That's <laughs> not even gonna cover yours.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But he owns a restaurant.
0: <laughs> and uh, then at night
1: he's Joe. Yep. Yeah. And then you have, uh, God, I cannot remember his name, but the punk, he's flower shop employee during the day who has a crush Uh, on the owner
0: uh, his name starts with an s i don't know his real name yeah his skater name i don't remember i
1: can't remember it but then you know at night he's this punk
0: yeah at night he turns into a juggalo
1: yeah uh you have the kid who's a brat in the day He's, he's, he's a brat and he's a cat at night.
0: And yeah, he's he
1: just <laughs> He's also a celebrity. He's also
0: a celebrity. So so he's like your he, your your child prodigy skater.
1: Yeah, he almost gets to be the exception to the rule, except he kinda gets to be a little bit more free expressive at night, where it's like during the day he has all these like interviews and cameras on are on him and they're like, You have to do this trick to impress your sponsors or Whatever over at night, he just gets to be a rebel, and he gets to skate however he wants, and he gets to race against adults, who he calls slimes, because he's a gamer, apparently. Yeah.
0: So And slimes are, you know, as everyone knows, the weakest of all monsters.
1: Yes, except for Rimuru.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then we get into, basically, what we thought would be the two normal ones, uh, Reki and Langa, but turns yeah. out Longo was a bit of a prodigy himself. He was just kind of a sleeper prodigy.
0: Yeah, he 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 grew up in Canada,
1: mm-hmm. which,
0: again, cliche. I, this is one of the <laughs> things I'm going to give him a hard time about. Every time he goes from Canada being a snowboarder, mm-hmm. all of a sudden comes to this warm climate, and, hey, what do you know? Let's strap on a skateboard.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: like... I really
1: dislike the comparison between snowboarding and skateboarding because it's really not that simple. Although a lot of people who do snowboard tend to skateboard during warmer weather. So it's not completely uncommon for...
0: Yeah, it's they're they're different. They do have similarities, but they are very different.
1: But I like the way that this show handles the idea of him like not being able to break a lot of those habits from snowboarding. So Reki accommodates those habits instead. Like... He can't duct tape his feet te- or his feet to the snow or the so, skateboard. So Rocky
0: like makes a little hook thing that can, yeah. you know, can, you know, that uh, R- Longa can hook his foot under so it stays on his feet.
1: Yeah, but he could also take it out so he can actually move it like a skateboard. Yeah, and he could do like the kicks and stuff.
0: And and the uh,
1: the custom wheels. The custom,
0: I guess. I- I think they're called the trucks. Yeah. You know, if if I remember skateboard terminology correctly, mm-hmm. uh, basically they're they're almost freewheeling yeah. rather rather than fixed, so so he can do those those sharp turns.
1: Yeah, and it's even kind of implied that he was a bit of a prodigy in snowboarding as well. His dad was a snowboarder. He basically has been doing it since he was like three years old. And that he took to it very, very naturally. So once he got used to skateboarding, it basically just became just as much a part of him as snowboarding. And I really like that the show took the time to explain that. Like, the first race was kind of a fluke, but he really was just an amateur at all of this, and it took a long time for him to figure everything out. And if it weren't for Reki, he definitely wouldn't have gotten the hang of it at all. Yeah. And so because of this even though Reki is considered kind of like this nobody among like the group and he's just the ordinary kid. He doesn't even have a name for himself. He is absolutely essential for Longa's success because he's just always been there for him.
0: Yeah. Cause he's, he's there for him. He's, he has the passion, you know, it starting off, he has the mm-hmm. passion for skateboarding, you know, which leads him to be like, Oh man, this would be great. You know, I know you're a s- snowboarder, but I'm going to make you a custom board mm-hmm. that, that'll that help you transition better.
1: Yeah. And there is a point in the show where they start to do, like, question, like, hey, if you can't be an athlete, then you should just support the athletes or whatever. And there's a point where he's kind of questioning, like, maybe that's my role in life. Maybe I'm not meant to be riding down these dangerous trails with everybody. Maybe I'm just supposed to be the one who cheers everybody on and helps them with their equipment and all that and then he realizes like that's not what i want though It's like i i want to be skating with them i want to be as talented as them i want to be a monster skater just like they are but i'm not and i don't belong here and so reki's whole storyline throughout this entire show is so deep and relatable way more than the underdog story that we're used to from sports movies and anime and I think that's what makes the show really stand out and why so many people have become attached to it. Yeah. And then we have Longa who just wants his Reki back.
0: <laughs> he wants his boyfriend back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I really like the absolute like, dual dynamic between these two characters because you have Reki who's been so passionate about this for so long this has been his entire life even his sister tells him like well you're lame in every single way possible look, except skateboarding yeah <laughs> so, like skateboarding <laughs> makes you kind of cool look
0: look bro onichan i know you're <laughs> a loser but when you're on a skateboard you're okay <laughs>
1: yeah and like his family definitely notices a lot of this stuff too like when he's really really into something then his whole like Personality and attitude changes, he's eating healthier, he's going to school on time, he's smiling, he's sleeping better, all that stuff. And then when he's not, it's like he's stuck in this rut and they just don't know what to do with him. (laughs) Yeah. And then you have Longa, who is a bit of a quiet like person at home. He doesn't really seem like he talks a lot to his parents. Like he doesn't dislike him or anything, he just doesn't know how to communicate. And his mom's kind of always like, "Okay, teenage boys, teenage boys, what do I do? What do I do?"
0: (laughs) She's trying so hard. She wants to be a good mom. (laughs) (coughs) I'm dying. (coughs) That's what happens when you laugh too hard. Yeah, she had the Uh, one
1: kid, and she's trying not to screw it up. (laughs) Reki's mom, she's like, "I have four more. It's fine."
0: (laughs) Reki's mom is like. Dad's still alive. I can make another if I need to.
1: (laughs) I love all my children equally, but don't ask me what their names are.
0: Longa's mom is like, shit, my husband's dead. I've only got one child. What am I going to do? I need to make sure he survives.
1: (laughs) He needs to be happy, healthy, everything, being a good mom and making Japanese food and Canadian food, putting it on the same table, working a full-time job. I got this.
0: Because sometimes you just need your bowl of miso soup and your bowl of poutine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a good meal to me, I'm just saying. Uh,
0: interesting meal.
1: When you want fish and you want gravy,
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that's not a good comment. Is there fish gravy? There's got to be someone has to oh, make no, fish gravy. Oh no. No,
1: no, cuz you make gravy by like reducing like the juices that come from the meat. And the juice that comes from fish is not something you want to reduce.
0: I mean, that's that's what miso soup is. It's it's dash, Kinda, dashi, which but, is fish broth but basically. But you don't
1: reduce it. You Fair. just turn it into, like, a broth. So I, I don't know if you'd ever want to reduce that.
0: Uh, I don't think you would want to. I think <laughs> someone out there has done it.
1: Oh, I'm going to look it up. Anyway. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I just, now I'm curious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my problem. Curiosity always gets the best of me.
1: So anyway, like I was saying, the duality between these two characters is that uh, for Longa, it's like, he doesn't care about a lot of, like, this fame or being a prodigy or being a monster skater. He really just wanted to do something that helped him fit in with people in a situation where he was depressed. He snowboarded because his dad snowboarded. He's skateboarding because Reki skateboards. And... If he doesn't have those people in his life, then what's the point in him doing it?
0: Yeah, and and then those those tables are kind of turned when you know obviously shit hits the fan, and now all of a sudden Longa is out there you know doing the the skateboarding, you know, and he's he's competing against other people and everything, and mm-hmm. and Reki is now the one that's like, well shit, where do I belong? I yeah. I this. I'm, I'm just a normal person, you know, and, and so he goes into his depressive episode, you know, which is rough, because it's like, well, you lost your passion. What do you do now?
1: Yeah, I'd also like to point out that the art direction for this series did an absolutely fantastic job during these last few episodes, kind of visually explaining, like, how Rocky feels by not only, like, Literally, like, explaining it through the writing, but the way that he just blends into the crowds is a very good visual cue for that feeling. Because where the main monster characters all really, really stand out... Like you can see Longa from like a mile away, no matter what shot you're looking at. You can see Adam, no matter what shot you're looking at. You can see Cherry and Joe. They they all look very unique and different. They but
0: they are all very much the anime protagonist, the one you can spot in the classroom no matter what.
1: Yeah, but when Reki's wearing his hoodie and he's just walking around the skate group, it, he just looks like every Background douchebag in every single scene <laughs> that just has their cell phone up, be like, Oh my god, Joe, I love you! I hope you win! <laughs> oh my god, Cherry! It's Adam! Adam's so cool! Yeah, like literally every single background character, and Racky feels like he fits more in with those groups than he does with the main characters. And that's such a unique. Take on like character design in my opinion because this is an art director that has been absolutely fantastic when it comes to visually showing us how to feel about characters like I know I mentioned it every episode but they also worked on banana fish and when we last time I really talked in detail about the direction of banana fish I pointed out that when the characters are in, in New York it feels like New York You don't have to have gone to New York or been to New York to know that that's what New York should feel like. And when they suddenly are in L.A., it's like, this feels like L.A. And they use this unique ability of both, like, outfits, uh, colors, and just style of art to really express how we're supposed to be feeling. And they do the exact same thing with Skate Infinity. It's
0: Uh, so, So, on that note... Where the fuck are they? That's like it is in it, Japan. It, it, no, I mean like it obviously takes place on like some abandoned track or whatever, right? Yeah. But where the fuck is there an abandoned track that basically leads right into an abandoned warehouse? Okay, like
1: <laughs> I don't know Japan. Ty.
0: Like, like someone had to have had connections here.
1: Yeah, we know that they did. It's literally Adam.
0: <laughs> fuck Adam. <laughs>
1: Like, there's literally a politician behind this, which means this is likely somewhere in Tokyo. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Diet Building is in Tokyo.
0: Yeah. Well, then, it, well...
1: Not necessarily within the city of Tokyo. You gotta understand, there's... Tokyo's a big place. Like, the
0: the Tokyo metropolitan area, yeah. basically. Like, that, that area. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true, because Adam does take a fucking helicopter to... The, his first intro, mm-hmm. at the 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 track.
1: Yeah, and it seems like he has some level of like city planning, and that he has intentionally left this area like kind of off limits, and it even has like some uh, influence over the police, making sure that they don't patrol that area.
0: He's just like, here's here's a twenty. Yeah. Don't patrol that area.
1: Yeah, basically. So there there does seem to be like. If Adam were to ever just give up skateboarding, then this whole group would just be screwed. Yeah. So, or they'd have to go back to doing what Cherry and Joe were doing back when they were in high school and just skateboarding around the city.
0: You uh, you find an abandoned underpass, okay? Yeah. You you build a ramp down there. That's, That's what you do.
1: Yeah, basically, so. And it's not like this place is just like... Oh, look, we found this random track that we can scan on. Like, this whole thing has been renovated specifically for these races. Even to the point where they have, like, actual, like, race lights up.
0: <laughs> actual race lights and It literally, the track goes, like, directly onto, like, the second floor of the warehouse. Like, yeah. you know?
1: <sighs> yeah, so it's, it's not just kids meeting up at some place this whole thing is very very well organized and taken care of
0: uh yeah well it's it's the best version of a state skate park they're gonna get i yeah. guess i don't know <laughs> what i
1: do they not have skate parks in japan <laughs>
0: I don't know. I
1: think I think that we do see Recky and Longa at a skate park when, like, he's first teaching him how to skateboard. Is that
0: a skate park? I thought yeah. that was just a regular park.
1: No, it had ramps and stuff, like the big wooden ramps. Maybe. Yeah. So it does look like it's a skate park, but okay, it's just not a skate park where you could have illegal drag races.
0: <laughs> do they bet on these drag races? Oh, it,
1: uh, that's implied. Yeah. There's even. Uh, when the race between Adam and Joe, uh, they, one of the characters tells the kid, he's like, Hey, you want to place a bet on who's going to win? And he's like, "Cherry's sure. He's like, I guess we're not betting. Then.
0: Fine, whatever.
1: <laughs> they both would have lost that bet.
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, okay. as as a veteran Boy Love fan, there is this thing referred to as the Episode 9 Curse
0: shit always goes down on episode 9. Yes. Not just regular drama shit like that we we get with Reki leading up into episode 9. Yeah. Episode 9 like shit hits the fan.
1: Yep. For Given it was the concert where we first hear uh, Mafuyu sing. In uh, Banana Fish it was the episode was shorter and if you guys don't know what that means. Go watch Banana Fish because episode nine will rip your heart out. And for Skate Infinity, it was the Cherry versus
0: Adam. What was what was the episode nine for Yuri on Ice? Ooh,
1: what was episode nine for Yuri on Ice? I know episode eight was the kiss. I think episode nine might have been. When we first see uh, JJ perform, which for some people that was a tragedy.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll have to look it up. But, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: JJ style. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> He was also Canadian. Although everybody's been talking about, like, Oh, Longo's the first Canadian ever in an anime. No, he's
0: not. <laughs> no, no, JJ
1: was Canadian. What no, the hell
0: fucking... Was... The kid from Shaman King is the first Canadian I can think of.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Longo's, like, really the first, like, Canadian transfer student character I can think of. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> also, he is absolutely the perfect canadian stereotype too like uh i know uh jeff Thu from mother's basement made a tweet about it but there's a shot where they're eating at a and w <laughs> and longa just has a whole stack of a and w cheeseburgers and jeff's like this is the most canadian screenshot i've ever seen in an anime ever
0: so, sounds about right
1: i think he also comments like i didn't even know there were a and w in japan now you do. Well, I'm curious, though. Okay, because, like, root beer is really, like, an American thing.
0: It absolutely is.
1: Like, if you ever, like, talk to anybody from outside of America or Canada and you ever ask them what their opinion on root beer is, most of them don't know what you're talking about. And if you ever, like, have them try root beer, they'll tell you it tastes really minty or that they don't like it. Or I've even heard people say, like, describe it like it tastes like black licorice. And Americans are like, what the hell are you talking about? It doesn't taste like any of those things. It tastes like root beer.
0: This, this is root beer, come on. As
1: of, if A&W exists in Japan, do they have A&W root beer?
0: I imagine they would because that's kind of what A&W is known for. Yeah,
1: like they're famous for their root beer. So I'm like, does that mean that like root beer is more common in Japan than I thought it was?
0: Maybe it is. Because,
1: like, anytime I see, like, Japanese people try American food for the first time, like, root beer is always, like, the top thing that they make them try. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, if anybody's been to Japan, let me know, like, is there A&W root beer (laughs) in Japan?
0: Specifically Tokyo, because that is in question where the A&W is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because, yeah, that... I'm I'm just curious. I know that there's a lot of sodas in Japan. Like, I'm, not, I'm like, Japan doesn't have anything that America has. But,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm like, I always just thought root beer was just, just, like, one of those things that, like, nobody outside of America or Canada
0: just Just don't liked. ask for lemonade in Japan, I guess. Yeah,
1: because apparently they'll give you Sprite. <laughs> which blows my mind. Yeah. So. Don't ask for lemonade anywhere outside of America, because they'll give you Sprite. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so... Don't expect lemonade anywhere except America.
1: People do not know what to do with lemon, or when life hands you lemons outside of America, apparently.
0: (laughs) Make Sprite. (laughs) You make Sprite, that's right.
1: (laughs) So yeah, that's one of the things that I just really need the answer about for this anime. I get the rest of the anime. I get the whole, like, crazy politician obsessed with a teenager thing. Uh, but I just really want to know the answer, you guys. Do they have a and Root Beer?
0: Uh, that is the big question.
1: What is A&W Root Beer like in Japan?
0: Uh, I need answers. Kind of Root Beer-y. Uh,
1: I feel like I'm going to be, like, the worst, like, person if we ever go to Japan because I'm going to be like okay look we have all of this amazing japanese food that we could eat but I really need to go to the aw okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but seriously There is at least one KFC in Japan that's set up like a bar so I can drink my alcohol with my KFC, okay?
1: Oh god, I'm gonna hate going to Japan. Part of me, like, there's two wolves inside me. There's one that's like, we only eat Japanese food when we're here. And the other one's like, (laughs) let's go to fast food places. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) Guys, guys, guys. I know we have them in America. (laughs) But I need to go into that 7-Eleven right now. 7-Eleven's
1: <laughs> the exception. That's always the exception because 7-Eleven in Japan is not the same thing as 7-Eleven in America. Especially if we're in... Uh, I think it's its either Osaka or Kyoto has the famous 7-Eleven. Yeah. It's one of those two places. I know it's not in Tokyo. It's, it's either Osaka or Kyoto has the famous 7-Eleven. I think it's Kyoto, but... Okay. Yeah, so that, 7-Eleven is not the same thing. That is, I consider that a Japanese location, <laughs> right?
0: Us being tourists, like, look, <laughs> a 7-Eleven, <to> click. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's a photo memory to, to share with everyone back home.
1: <laughs> I heard the rumors, but I didn't know the culture here was as beautiful in person as it was in photos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh boy.
1: God, I'm gonna be the worst person in Japan, you guys. Just don't let me talk the entire time I'm in Japan. We'll be good.
0: For for reals.
1: They're just like, she doesn't doesn't speak. She's a mute.
0: We're just gonna uh, put a ball gag in you.
1: She lost her voice when she was young. What does she do for a living? She's a podcaster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's she's only allowed to speak during work.
1: <laughs> I have to save the voice; it's my lifeline.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh
1: yeah. So skate <laughs> <escape> the infinity.
0: Skate <laughs> the. Inf- so uh, favorite character
1: uh, at this point for you. I feel like Reki and Longa together are my favorite character. I don't like them as much as individuals. Okay. Uh, but if I had to pick one individual character, it's Cherry.
0: Okay. I love Cherry. I'm down. <laughs> I'd, I'd say Cherry's my favorite, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I give him a lot of shit. I do.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything about him <laughs> is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, Cherry, you've got your fucking skateboard... With AI built into this shit, Mm. it's like alien technology. (laughs) It's allow it 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 can transform to a longboard at will. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll tell you exactly the to the degree that you need to lean into the turn. Like this is fucking bullshit. (laughs) And then you go and like, there's a specific line where he says something about like, oh yeah. uh, aerodynamic, you know, you need... You need to be less aerodynamic. And he's out there wearing a fucking Hakama, like, (laughs) dude, that is the worst outfit for aerodynamics. Like, (laughs) the fuck were you thinking? He wanted
1: to be a samurai. So,
0: I'm gonna give him a lot of crap, but... Mm. I do like him. I guess I'm just a little bit jealous because that would be cool to have that fucking skateboard, okay?
1: <laughs> I like that it's also a wheelchair.
0: <laughs> it's also <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. As far as we know, he literally transformed his skateboard into a wheelchair. It's fucking bullshit.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love Cherry. Uh, I felt like the first time you meet Cherry in the series, he's just kind of like this smug, like, ah, yes. Clearly, he was a skateboarder in his previous, like, country. (laughs) But then, like, you get to know him, and he's just kind of like, freaking muscly guy. I hate muscly guys. I hate everybody.
0: Stupid meathead Joe.
1: Stupid beautiful guy that I'm secretly in love with. I hate him.
0: (laughs) Stupid beautiful Joe. Want to punch him in the face with my mouth? (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) Welcome to the world of Boy Love, Tyler. (laughs) 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 So yeah, Cherry's absolutely my favorite character, but I just, I want more Wrecky and Langa all the time. Like, if the show was really just about them and all the side characters were just gimmicky background characters, I would probably still love the show the same amount because it really is about Wrecky and Langa. Yeah. I would give up all of this bullshit, arrogant background stuff. It just make them happy. Just let them be happy. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> They're so precious. Oh my god. They
0: just they just need to be happy. They do
1: need to be happy. They're my sons. I care about them.
0: So how many sons have you adopted this year so far?
1: <laughs> just the two, actually. <laughs> I love them. They're my boys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of the entire show, and this is a bit of a spoiler, we were talking about Longa's mom earlier, is when, like, Longa's really upset and his mom's just like, okay, teenage boys are fragile. I need to be careful about this. And Let's, let's <laughs> choose
0: my words very carefully. Yeah.
1: And she's doing a really good job, because long as like, explaining, like, oh, I had a fight with somebody, and she's like, oh, this person's really important to you, and he's like, yeah, you know, and he's, like, blushing the whole time, and he's, I'm like, like having this heart-to-heart moment with his mom, and he's like, you just gotta be honest, you gotta go out there, and you gotta tell them how you feel, because that's the only way you're gonna win her over, and then he's like... He's like... Her?
0: Her? And she's, and like, she's like, huh? What? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Canadian con- to Canadian communication. <laughs> 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 they
0: <they're... laughs> <laughs> Okay, this going to sound awful of me. <laughs> Their ham radios weren't synced up. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay i'm sorry again for that one
1: i'm so proud of his mom though she's just like oh my little boy's in love what's her name and he's just like her she's like what <laughs> like,
0: oh yeah like,
1: she's genuinely confused <sighs> i love her i appreciate her she's, so much
0: she is great <laughs>
1: She's working so hard. Uh,
0: so far, mom of 2021.
1: Yeah. I also really like, uh, mom. Yeah. I also want to point out, this is probably the first time I've ever seen this ever acknowledged in anime, but the fact that, like, in the Japanese language, L's and R's are the exact same thing.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And we see that actually come up several times in the show where Reki will come up with, like, some, like, amazing elaborate nickname or whatever. He, like, comes up with a nickname for Longa's skateboard. And Longa's just, like, yeah, that's normally spelled with an L, not an R. And I'm, like, I love that because Longa's first language is English, he, like, constantly makes fun of that particular, like, little thing about the Japanese language. He's just, like, that yeah, L's and R's substituted so two different things. Stop confusing them. Yeah. Like, please. <laughs> Stop trying to speak English if you don't speak English. Oh my god. Because <laughs> that is, like, the biggest thing that, like, Japanese struggle with when they're learning English or when they use English words. They constantly, like, mix up their L's and their R's. Yeah. And so the, it works too with Wanga and Reki. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which their ship name is uh, Ranga. So, which is just. Longa being pronounced with a Japanese, which Ronga,
0: as we all know, is best boy from Slime,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is also how a Japanese person would pronounce Longa's name. Yes. So So yeah, I I do like just that little detail, the fact that Longa clearly is like an English speaker who's now living in Japan, who's just like, yeah, I know Japanese because my mom's Japanese, but but he clearly like isn't really a big fan of being in Japan. Yeah, like he's like, God, I miss, I miss being in North America so much. I miss Canada.
0: <laughs> miss Canada. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want snow.
1: He does. He's 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 sick of all the, like this Japanese like school stuff and Japanese culture. He's just like, I want to go back to where A and W and cheese curds exist. <laughs>
0: Do you have any idea how hard it is to get poutine outside of Canada?
1: Yeah, I do, because I live in America. (laughs) We're not far from Canada. We could make poutine. We actively choose not to. It's true. (laughs) We're just like, what? That looks delicious. Fuck you, we're not making it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah tim hortons go fuck yourself <laughs>
0: like, we don't need any of that as we're, i apologize as, as... to
1: any <laughs> canadian listeners we,
0: we don't need any of that tim hortons shit as we're sitting in the the drive through line of, of in and out
1: <laughs> dunkin donuts <laughs> <laughs> oh. so yeah we're i i apologize to our canadian listeners <laughs> And our Japanese listeners. <laughs> I like,
0: apologize to all of our listeners. <laughs> That's
1: valid. <laughs> so yeah, Escape the Infinity honestly just as good as Horimia in my list.
0: It's it's fun, okay? Yeah. Like like I said, you've you've heard me talk about it. I give it a lot of shit. But it is thoroughly enjoyable.
1: Yeah. I think it has one of my favorite OPs of the season. I know there's a lot of people on TikTok trying to recreate the beginning of the OP where they're dancing on the skateboard. Oh, where they're dancing on the
0: skateboard? Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of
1: people fail doing yeah. that. Yeah. It's super fun. It's super enjoyable. I feel like if Hori Mia is not the thing for you after last week's recommendation, I say give Skate the Infinity the opportunity because it's a boy love that Tyler's watching. Without me holding his hand, so he's watching it, it on his own. It's
0: true. I have sometimes I have to have that lewdness of you know man to woman handholding <laughs> to get me through a boy love anime.
1: Yeah, like when we were watching Given, Tyler's like, I can't watch Given unless Candace is in the room because then it's like she's forcing me, and you can justify it.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not watching Given. I'm in, watching Candace watch Given.
0: In. In Skate the Infinity's <laughs> defense, it doesn't lean hard into the boy love. Like, yeah. like, it is there, but it's not, like, front row and center. It's it's not the, the main focus, it seems. Yeah,
1: which I would argue is the same situation with Banana Fish. The only real difference is that the relationship in Banana Fish was kind of the, like, undertone driving force. But, like, I would say this is just as much boy love as Banana Fish was.
0: Okay. So... So you're expecting uh, Rocky <laughs> no. and Manga to kiss at the end?
1: Oh yeah, I thought you were so you were gonna say one of them's gonna die. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 a kiss. Yeah. Okay, God. Uh,
1: please, please look. <laughs> We didn't get that with Ash and H.E. They kissed like in an early episode, but it wasn't a real kiss. So there was tongue, but it wasn't real, right?
0: <laughs> uh- You know what, I'm not gonna question that.
1: It was a prison kiss that doesn't count.
0: (laughs) Because what happens in prison stays in prison. No,
1: because they were passing pills to each other, okay?
0: (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, you slip the pill under his tongue using your tongue. (laughs) (sighs) It's not a real kiss. And with that... I'm not ever planning on going to prison. <laughs> that's how you pass just, notes. <laughs> just,
0: just, just don't need pills passed to me that yeah, way. that's how
1: you pass notes without teacher noticing, okay? you never been to high school?
0: <laughs> you just walk into your boyfriend's classroom and you're like, uh, excuse me, I just, I need my, uh... <laughs> hourly affection from my boyfriend <laughs> and you just go and like make out for five seconds yeah. and, and then you leave the room. Yeah
1: exactly <laughs> That's literally what happened in banana fish. I'm not even that trick but with that, do you have anything for our end card segment?
0: Uh, I do not you know i I was thinking of one mm-hmm. you know last time recorded I, we recorded and then I just it I didn't write it down like an idiot. Mm-hmm. So I got nothing.
1: Yeah, I do not have anything this week because uh, I was dealing with the situation on Twitter, so I didn't get around to it this week. Uh, I'll come up with something for next week. If you guys have anything, you are welcome to tweet at me, and I promise we will not make fun of you unless you are Mason, <laughs> or unless you do the same thing Mason did. <laughs> <laughs> huh. We love you, Mason. With that, thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.